0: Good morning everyone, Uh, my name is Jeremy and I'm one of the church family. Today we'll be reading from Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verses nine to 14, and that's on page six, seven, nine on the church Bibles. The conclusion of the matter. Not only was the teacher wise, but also he imparted knowledge to the people. He pondered and searched out and set in order many proverbs. The teacher searched to find just the right words and what he wrote was upright and true. The words of the wise are like goads, they collected sayings like firmly embedded nails given by one shepherd. Be warned, my son, of anything in addition to them, of, make, of making many books there is no end, and much study where is the body. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is, whether it is good or evil. Thank you, Jeremy. Good morning. Good morning. My name's Andrew. I'm part of the church family here. We're going to look for a few minutes at these verses, this last sermon in the Ecclesiastes series. If you don't have um, it in front of you, please could you turn it up now? It'll help it this time to go much quicker. It'll be much real help for me. It's on page 679 of the church Bibles. Page 679, and we've called this the conclusion of the matter. We're coming to the, we've gone to the end of Ecclesiastes. It is a very strange book, isn't it? Um, How many of you, though, like the book of Ecclesiastes? Okay, I don't think it's a majority. If if, there are some people who really enjoy the book of Ecclesiastes, who love it, if it's your favorite Bible book, please see me afterwards. (laughs) You need help. It's a, it's a strange book because it tells us uncomfortable things. Sometimes it's hard reading, but sometimes we need that. Um, let me pray, uh, and then we'll look at this, these verses together. Father, we thank you so much that we have your word in our hands. Please take our lives into your hands and speak into them. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, Do you know the song, um, Killing Me Softly, with his song? Yeah, some of you do. I'm not going to sing it, but I'm going to quote a little bit to it. It's about somebody um, listening to someone at a concert, and this guy in the concert is playing his guitar and singing a song, and the person listening feels like the singer, who doesn't know the person who's listening, the singer knows everything about them. It feels like they know everything about, about this person's life. And it's very uncomfortable. And it's, feeling, it's, it's killing me softly. Not really literally killing. But it feels very uncomfortable. And I love this song because it's a bit like reading Ecclesiastes. Or it's a bit like reading the Bible. Any part of the Bible. There are times when it's uncomfortable to read the Bible Sometimes it's uncomfortable to read Ecclesiastes. Sometimes it's uncomfortable to hear preaching. Uh, here's some words from this song. Strumming my pain. Strumming my pain with his, with, his, with his music. Singing my life with his words. Killing me softly with his song. Killing me softly with his song. I felt all flushed with fever, embarrassed by the crowd. I prayed that he would finish. I I I felt he'd found my letters and read them all out loud. I prayed that he would finish, but he just kept right on, strumming my pain with his fingers. Singing my life with his words. Killing me softly with his song. I think sometimes when we read the Bible, it's uncomfortable like that. God is telling us some serious things. Now we're going to look for a few minutes at these verses, and we're going to find it's uncomfortable again as well. What we're going to see what God is saying to us through the whole book of Ecclesiastes, and specifically through this passage. Let's be open to the Holy Spirit as we look at God's Word. Firstly, in verses 9 and 10, what it says, what the book says. What does the book, what does the, the, the book of Ecclesiastes say? Well, you can find out what the, what the main message is of the book of Ecclesiastes if you look at the words that he uses again and again and again. About 30 times he says that life is meaningless, And about 30 times he talks about life under the sun. So like the sun is here, we are under the sun, and life is meaningless. And that's what this this comes through again and again. This is what the book says. Life is meaningless under the sun. Uh, It's pretty heavy stuff. Uh, The writer does believe in God. Absolutely, he believes in God. He mentions God, but God is above the sun, And it doesn't feel like the writer has much connection with God. But he says, life is meaningless under the sun. And one of the examples he gives there is the fact that life is so short. Even if you get into your 90s, life is still short. And a lot of people die younger than that. And some people die much younger than that. We can all think of people that we know of who've died very young, and it's tragic, it's awful. Life is very hard. And the writer is saying life is meaningless. The writer also says the thing about dying is people will forget you after you die. And actually, that's true. I mean, they they will remember you, but as time passes, at some point in this auditorium, I think there's going to be a Thanksgiving service, for the life of Andrew Page. That's me. You are very, very welcome to come. (laughs) I can't give you a date, but I'd love you to come. And people will remember me then, and they'll remember me for a little bit afterwards, but a year later, people won't think about me. Even three months later, they won't think about me. When Andrew Page dies, the elders are not going to say, Andrew Page has died. I'm afraid the church is closing down. I'll be forgotten. Life will carry on without me. The world will carry on without me. That's what this book is saying. Life is meaningless. And have a look at verse 9. Not only was the teacher wise, but also he imparted knowledge to the people. He pondered and searched out and set in order many proverbs. In other words, he thought hard about what he was going to write. And then look at verse 10. The teacher searched to find just the right words... And what he wrote was upright and true. True. And he says, Life under the sun is meaningless. It's hard. It's painful. That's the first thing. Secondly, about this book, verses 11 and 12, who it's from. Who it's from. Look at verse 11. The words of the wise are like goads. They're collected sayings like firmly embedded nails given by one shepherd. Look at that at the end of verse 11. The writer says, This book has been given by one shepherd. He's not talking about himself, he's talking about God. He's saying, Yes, I wrote the book, but God gave this book. He's saying, God guided me. God wanted this book to be written. It's been given by God. That word given is very important. It shows that God is revealing himself in this book. So if you ask the question, who wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, was it the teacher or was it God? The answer is yes. This is who the book is from. It's from God. It's God speaking to us. And notice how he describes God. God is the shepherd. I love that. Psalm 23, the Lord's my shepherd. I will lack nothing. We've already sung it this morning. The Lord is my shepherd. A shepherd cares for his sheep. A shepherd loves his sheep. A shepherd wants the best for his sheep. And the writer is saying God's like that with you and me he loves you, he cares for you, he wants the best for you, he is the shepherd. So this is a book from God, and verse 12 proves that. Be warned, my son, of anything in addition to them, of making many books, there is no end, and much study, where is the body? Don't try and add to this book, don't try and improve it, this is given by God, this is God's book. And notice how he describes the book in verse 11. The words of the wise are like goads. They're collected sayings like firmly embedded nails. Now, we know what nails are. They're sharp. I didn't know what a goad was. I knew, I knew this phrase goading people to do things. But actually, a goad, apparently, is a, a long stick, and it's got a metal prong on the end, which is sharp. And if you're a farmer and you want to move your cattle or your cows and they won't move, you use the goad. And you poke the cattle with the goad and the cattle start moving. You'll all look very puzzled, but that is what... I looked it up. This is what a goad is. (laughs) Now, the writer is saying this book is God speaking and it's God wanting to goad us. It's God wanting to spur us into action. It's God wanting us to do something. What does God want us to do? What is God asking us to do through the book of Ecclesiastes? We could say, Life is meaningless under the sun. There's the sun. We're under the sun. Life is meaningless. We die. We could just say, Oh, why bother? Why bother? Or we could say, oh, life is meaningless under the sun. I'm not going to think about it. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to cover my ears. I'm not going to think about this. But actually, God wants us to respond in a different way. What this book says, it says life is meaningless under the sun. Where this book, who this book's from, it's from God, the shepherd God. Now look thirdly at verses 13 and 14 what it means, what the book means for us. What is the message that God is giving us here? What does God want us to goad us into doing? Here it comes, verse 13. This is the most, well, I think the most important verse in the whole book of Ecclesiastes. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. Fear God and keep his commandments. In other words, don't live under the sun here as if God didn't, didn't, wasn't, wasn't active. You might say, there are people who say, and I do it sometimes, oh yes, I believe that God is there, but I don't live a relationship with him. I'm not, I'm not living with him. I'm not going through life with him. And the writer here is saying, and the Holy Spirit is saying, fear God and keep his commandments. That doesn't mean being afraid of God, but God is very great, God is holy, God is righteous, God is light, there's no darkness in him at all. We need to fear him, we need to honour him. We need to respect him. Fear God. We were created to know God, to love God, To enjoy God and to fear God. And there are people who don't fear God. Psalm 36 begins like that. The psalmist writes about people who do not fear God. Well, sometimes I don't fear God. Well, let's, let's make the decision to respond to this book of Ecclesiastes and fear God, to live in a relationship with God, to be responding to God. Because, look at the end of verse 13, this is the duty of all mankind. Actually, the word duty apparently is not in the Hebrew. You could translate the end of verse 13 like this. This is what it's all about. You could translate it as, if you want to be a real human being, these are the two things you need to do. Fear God and keep his commandments. Fear God, honour God, love God. And make the decision to live your life God's way. Keep his commandments. This is important, verse 14. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. There's going to be a judgment day. But it makes absolute sense to be saying, I want to fear God and I want to keep his commandments. Now you may be reading that last verse and thinking, well yeah, the trouble is, I'm a sinner. And the trouble is, I often don't fear God, and I often don't keep his commandments. That's why we need God's forgiveness. And here is what I want to say at the end, and this is great, that we're no longer in the Old Testament, we're in the New Testament. I've got a New Testament in my Bible, and so have you in yours. This is great good news. The great good news is that the shepherd God, here's the sun, here's us under the sun, the shepherd God above the sun chose to come into our world and live with us under the sun. And we're all thinking of the same name, and you're right, it's Jesus. Jesus is the shepherd God, the eternal son of God. He chooses to come into our world to live among us. And what does Jesus say? He says, I am The Good Shepherd. He is the Shepherd God, come to live among us. He loves us. He cares for us. He wants the best for us. And Jesus says, I am the Good Shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep. I am going to die, says Jesus, so that you can be forgiven. I am going to die. I'll take the punishment for the bad things you've done, the bad stuff that you've done. I'll take the punishment. I'll die instead of you. Jesus is the good shepherd. This is great news. I think it's great news that we've reached the end of the book of Ecclesiastes. (laughs) But it is even better news, much better news that Jesus is the shepherd God who came into our world and who died on the cross so that we could be forgiven. I started with this song, Killing Me Softly, with his song. There is a song in the Bible that I want to finish with. This is a song that God sings. Listen to this. And this is true, especially if you're a truster in Jesus... Rejoice in this, that God is singing this song. The Lord God is with you. He will take delight in you. He will rejoice over you with singing. That's Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17. Listen to it again. The Lord God is with you. He will take delight in you. He will rejoice over you with singing. Do you dare to believe that's true of you? That God rejoices over you. He sings a song of joy because you are a truster in Jesus, his son. Oh, it is great to be a Christian. It's great to be someone who's trusting in Jesus, to know that we're forgiven. Well, let's go into this week doing two things as we keep following Jesus. Let's fear God and let's keep his commandments. Because this song of joy that God sings is not a song that kills us softly. This is a song that brings us life and joy and peace. Let's pray together. Father, we confess to you that there are things about life which we find very hard. As we look at the world, we see the world is in such a mess. As we look at our own lives, we think of our own struggles, our own sadnesses. Sometimes we feel life is meaningless. But thank you so much that you, the shepherd God, came into our world Lord Jesus, thank you that you are the good shepherd and you gave your life for the sheep, for all those who will trust you. Father, lots of us in this room, we want to say thank you. And lots of us want to ask you to help us this week and for the rest of our lives to live in relationship with you to know you, to love you, to enjoy you, and to fear you. Father, we need the help of your Holy Spirit, Spirit of the living God, fill us so that we can fear God and keep God's commandments. And we pray it in the great and strong name of Jesus. Amen.